0: Today we are here on the Blue Room YouTube channel, hope everybody had a good weekend and we're back with Brew with the Blue, I'm delighted to say joining me for the first one of this week is Jake Mills, Jake thanks very much for, for coming on, uh, how are you getting on? I'm alright, I'm ok, how are you doing? Not too bad mate, yeah, not too bad, it was, this this weekend was nice but frustrating in equal measure, like we live right by Septon Park and I went out for a run and there's just so many people out, just sunbathing and having picnics and that sort of thing and you think, come on guys,
1: you know, ridiculous, we're the same because I'm um, I'm in Crosby
0: so the beach like it's just exactly the same yeah it's just yeah what can, what can you do what can you do but I suppose the, the big news from, from your point of view and anyone who's seen uh, you you're on Twitter is you, you've shaved all your hair off I know I'm looking at you and I'm
1: just like I'm trying to like I'm trying to put my head over your head just to remember <laughs> Um, yeah I know I've never I've never done it before and if I'm being totally honest with you I think I've I've always wanted to do it. I've just never had the guts to. And um, and then this, this weekend, um, there was kind of an opportunity uh, to to do it and raise money. So I thought, why not? I'm not going out, are you? Like, I actually, basically, what, what I did do is a couple of weeks ago, I said... Now's the chance to to do your hair. Like when you go on holiday and you wear like clothes that you'd never be seen dead in. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holiday, you wear like these hats or anything, and then as soon as you come back, you go, Well, I'm literally never gonna wear that again until I'm in a different country. And this was like the same type of feeling that I thought, I'm gonna grow my hair like uh, Gomez. Yeah. Over Gomez and then Gomez, then shave his head. So I'd already made the commitment. So I had to, I had to, uh, had to go for it. So, yeah, I don't know. You're not going to see anyone are you, for a couple of weeks. So,
0: well, you well, I mean we've got this video, so it's good, good way for you to show it off to everybody. <laughs> the day after we've done this video, so that was that was a good time, was money. it? Yeah, yeah. So who did it? Did you do it yourself? I got my wife to do it. So, did you enjoy doing it? I imagine it would probably quite be quite an enjoyable thing to do. Uh, no, I think she was
1: actually more nervous than me in the end. Um, it's like halfway through she's going oh I don't, I don't know you know don't know about this it's like well you, I mean you've done it so like I can't like can't just do the back at number two and then just leave the rest on to my nose can you so because it was it was getting quite long actually yeah it's it's quite good because in the morning like it takes a little bit longer to wash your face but it, you don't have to to dry your hair or get it sorted like I'd usually be like
0: that now trying to sort yeah it out. yeah we'll see yeah, I know the feeling. Mate. If, if, if it feels as though, like, everyone's just going to let the hair grow dead long, like I'm still planning on doing, or everyone's just going to shave their hair. It's so
1: when,
0: when, when we come out of lockdown, everyone's going to have, like, a big beard and long hair or just, like, nothing. Everyone's just going to be bald. Yeah. Basically, what, what happened
1: with me is I tried the long hair and I tried the beard, and then I realised I can't grow a beard, and my hair was just, like, it, it was going like Marge Simpson. Like, So I thought it'd be, you know like, it'd be, like, cool going back, but it was just going up. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I went the complete opposite.
0: And it feels as though, certainly from an Evertonian point of view, that if Andre can do it, he's sort of like getting inhibit and facilitates a lot of people to do it as well. It's sort of like, you know, well, you know if he's doing it, why not? Because I imagine in regards to style and looks, he's, he's quite a trendsetter for a lot of people. He is, but the problem then is that uh,
1: you think that you're going to look like him. <laughs> that's, the, that's the difficult thing, really, because you go, well, he looks great, so I'll look great. Uh, and then again you realise that you can't grow a beard and, and you've got like a massive tummy uh, <laughs> it's
0: yeah. like when you see them all in the footy shirt isn't it and they all look they all look boss in it and then you get one yourself and it's a bit tight yeah. oh, oh no that's my favourite thing about football shirts is when you get a uh
1: an xl athletic fit <laughs> an xxl athletic fit i love that
0: yeah brilliant and you said you, you're you um, raising money for us so people can donate i'll put the, the link in the description but if you want to find it, it's, on your, it's on your twitter page isn't
1: it yeah it is um and you know what in all honesty i've been kind of i've been blown away really by um by generosity because i did think to myself you know people are just shaving their heads anyway because of the situation that we're in but we've raised over a thousand pound which is amazing so
0: oh, yeah. oh, that's class. big class. Uh, big thank you to anyone who has donated Great stuff. Uh, yeah, like I said, the links in the, the in the YouTube description if anyone wants to donate to Jake. Yeah, great stuff. I mean I I, I won't I wouldn't be brave enough to do that, mate. I'd be worried it will never grow back. I mean you've got a good strong hairline at the front there, but I'll be a bit concerned. The thing is though, like if
1: like you now you don't know what your head looks like underneath. <laughs> so, like I didn't know what my head looked like underneath. So that it was like it was a risk. I didn't know what the hairline was, I didn't know what my head looked like, the shape of my head, so um
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> smashed it me absolutely smashed it <laughs> um, just m- moving on then um people are already sick of us talk about hair so you talking about her with greg on the last video as well it's, you know vogue topic at the moment in it but uh obviously uh people who you know know you listen to our shows and know your involvement in, in chasing the stigma obviously the founder of that um how have you found uh dealing with with people who are involved in your charity during this lockdown has, has it been a bit of a challenge
1: yeah, it has. It has. Um, I think on on one hand, uh, right now is the perfect time to be talking about mental health with people because I think in the past when we've tried to have conversations, um, I mean generally people are quite open to it, but there's certain groups of people who won't have any conversation about it because they'll think it doesn't apply to them, or um, you know, and for whatever reason. And I think now uh, we're getting people who are anxious for the first time it was stressed for the first time it was worried for the first time uh it was struggling with isolation and i think now is actually the perfect time to be able to engage those people and kind of what we're trying to do as a charity anyway what we've always tried to do is just to normalize that conversation to talk about mental health as as a wider picture not just mental illness because everyone's got mental health like we've got physical health with our physical health, we we'll look after it. You've just said you go for a run. Um, you know, there's different things that we do with our mental health to look after it. We don't really have that conversation about mental health. So when we talk about it, we're trying to be talking about the positives and the aspiration and the things that we can do to look after it, not just being unwell. Um, and kind of from from service point of view, we've seen a huge increase. We have seen just in the first week of the um, After government briefings, we had a 248% increase of new users onto our database, which is to find help and support. So it just shows that people are struggling and looking for help. Um, And I think at the beginning of all this, we didn't really know, well, we still don't really know anything, but we we just didn't know how anything was going to adapt. Uh, But a lot of services now have adapted to become virtual, to doing Skype sessions they're doing phone sessions they're doing all these different things so the sector's kind of adapting to it really so it's uh it's good because we just need to be getting that message out there because we don't know how long this is going to go on for and then i think as well coming out of this it's going to be a bit, a bit of a challenge for a lot of people and i don't know about you i mean i I'm, I'm in the house with with my wife and two kids like on one hand i cannot wait to get out of the house like, you know, I loved them. Like, yeah. they were great and all that. But, Jesus, like, just give me five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I went to Aldi the other day and it was the best thing that I've ever
0: done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, People get dressed up to go the other shops, put yeah. shirts yeah. and, and
1: jeans yeah. on. What well, a sort of queue going around the car park. And I was like, this is brilliant. Because like, it just meant I was out for longer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, in all honesty, if somebody said to me tomorrow, all right, you can go back to work now. Go back to the office. Go back on the train. Go go to yeah. meetings, Go to London. Do I'd be like, not sure. Yeah. I think we're, we're going to be apprehensive going back to normal life, and so we need to be able to transition that a lot a lot better as well.
0: You said there the 248 percent increase in people that got in touch with you. My immediate reaction when you said that was, you know, that that's 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 shocking. It's it's, it's not good, but the, the, sort of the more process that then. Do you sort of see that as a positive in a, in, a, in a sort of way? Because I imagine there's there's a lot of people out there who have got these, you know, have got issues with the mental health that probably don't feel as though they can speak about it and maybe won't go and speak to a charity or, or won't speak to them. Either. I mean, while there's, there's, those numbers aren't good and, you know, we don't want people having these these issues, are you encouraged by the fact that more people are reaching out to sort of address these, these problems? Yeah, definitely. And I, I suppose that's what's catch-22 about what
1: we... What we do in our work, because in in an ideal world we don't want to exist. You know, mm-hmm. we, we 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 don't actually want to exist. We don't want to have a database of mental health support because we don't want anyone to to need that support. um so it is cash training too when you talk about the success that we've had and the amount of people who are using the service and coming to it, and especially new people. Um, on one hand, you it, it's it's a negative because those people are looking for for help because they're struggling, but i'm um, as you said, on the other hand, it is a positive that they are reaching out, that they're looking for that help and support. And then that's why we are there to be able to help them find it. So, yeah, it's, a, it's always going to be catch-22, but ultimately people looking for help um, via
0: us because we can help them find it is is a positive thing. Do you think it's, it's maybe to do with the fact that it's not a, a face-to-face thing? People are more likely to pick up a phone or, or, or do it online than they would go in and speak to somebody? Yeah, I think,
1: you know... At the end of the day, everyone's different, and some yeah. people like to to have that face to face, and there's a, there's a there's a huge kind of call for that. um But personally speaking, I think I would be more likely to text something or to email something than I would to pick up a phone with yeah. someone, uh, or even do it in virtual stuff like that. So it's just looking at at options, and I think maybe the situation that we're currently in is forcing that a little bit, uh, because certainly in the um, from NHS side of things and um, old kind of ways of thinking uh, is stuck in bureaucracy and uh, red tape and it's hard to move things on uh, but with this it's easier to do that now.
0: Yeah and I suppose it's you know looking at it from, from your point of view as well and the people that that work with the charity and speak to all of these people I imagine it's probably quite a, a challenge as well because you know, not only have you not got that, that face-to-face contact, and you've got to deal with people remotely and via the, these sorts of calls, but I imagine people are coming to you and speaking about different sorts of stimulus that, that make the, the mental health deteriorate in regards to things that are going on at the moment in regards to the work. I mean, has that been a challenge for for you guys and, and the people that work for the charity? Because I think one of the, the things that I sort of always say is, if, if someone came to one of my friends came to me and said. I've got issues with, with my mental health, I wouldn't really know what to say and what, what the right thing to say would be back to them. So I imagine for, for you guys, who are you know, so well versed in it and do such a great job, it, it must be a challenge in regards to it's probably broadening your horizons and broadening the scope of what you've got to say.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, it's uh, Just as a side note, we've got a, um, a training programme called Ambassadors of Hope, and what we try to do with that is only half an hour and we make it easier for people to be able to know what to do so just as a side note we will do that for you and the team um we'll set that up so that you can do that um but the difficulty that we're finding now is because if somebody would have would have come up to us when in normal life um there's a lot of different things that you can say whereas now you're restricted because Can't necessarily go out. They can't do the things that they would normally do. People are struggling about working from home. People are struggling because their usual coping mechanisms might be changed and gone. Yeah. Right. You can't go to the gym, for example. You can't do all these. I
0: can't different- gonna match. That
1: yeah. yeah cool. I mean, that's the positive, isn't it? But yeah. um, you know, the if if there's one positive about your mental health, it's that like ever aren't playing <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, it's hard because we're changing that, and and as I said, especially around work because people are struggling with motivation to get up in the day and to look at their emails again and to and to have to do work. It's hard, it really is. So it's changed our kind of um, our answers, I suppose. And we've and um, and to be totally honest with you, we've had to adapt, and we've we've got a very small team, and we've been honest and we've said we don't really know what the situation is either because nobody does so we'll work it out so we've been doing a lot uh, with different companies we've been working a lot with Everton um, and speaking to the staff at Everton uh, I think I've spoken to the staff at Everton now for the last three three thri- Fridays uh, we've been Brilliant. doing things with them uh, I'm just saying let's just work it out together let's just see what we can do
0: Yeah and I suppose a you must be made up with the stuff the club have been doing throughout all this as well you know not, not to be you know no one's surprised by a you know a standard, but I think at times we can take for granted the, the great community work they do. But they you know they've knocked it out of the park again, haven't they?
1: Yeah, you know, as as Evertonians, we've got to take uh, any victories that we've <laughs> and, uh, and and it's definitely a, a victory. I think as you said, it's not it's not surprising on on one hand because this is what we've come to expect. But what, one thing I will say <clears throat> is that I've worked a lot with Everton community over the last couple of years now. And I know a lot of the staff there and working with a lot of different organisations, working with the Premier League and a lot of different people. But there's something special about the staff at Everton. Yes, yes, Everton and Community have got this ethos and do try and do things differently. <clears throat> but I've never, I don't think I've ever known any, uh, like a group of staff who fundamentally believe and live and breathe that ethos, and want to to do absolutely everything that they can. And there's an incredible group of people there. Uh, so it's more than just the work that they're doing. It sounds. I I I think we we automatically say it sometimes about Everton, and we say it so much. It becomes a bit of a of a cliche, but yeah, it is a family feel. Like it, it, it really is a family, and. Um, the staff who work there treat the people who they work with as their family members, you know, the people who are going around knocking on doors, taking food. They, they don't see them as service users or they don't see them as people who go to groups. They see them as as their friends and as their yeah. family.
0: it's amazing. It really, really is. Yeah, absolute pioneers in regards to that uh, fantastic stuff. Let's uh, probably wrap up then. Let's have a chat about your shirt you've got on. Um, the retro yeah. one is that. So that was before the 2016-17 season, was it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, that seems ages ago now. <laughs> or
1: it was when we had Sandro, wasn't it? Because like. Yeah. I, I actually remind myself of Sandro now to say I could. Um, <laughs> That's a good shout, actually, yeah. I, I look like and oh, no, I'm shit at footy. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> but yeah, didn't we, we wore it once, didn't we, in a, a pre-season friendly? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was yeah. severe, was it?
1: Yeah, I think so, because I think that was when, did Sandro come on and, and score? He, he scored, didn't he, yeah. Definitely played and, and it just felt good didn't it it just felt good and and then it turned out that this shirt was the best thing about that season um but i'd it's a little bit of a lazy option because i do have a lot of shirts in the in the loft which um you know i, I don't know why I, I suppose i always i've got a son now uh, and a daughter and i think i always kept my shirts thinking that if my kids uh become Evertonians, then they can have them. Um so I've got I've got every shirt that I've ever owned, but I just in all honesty couldn't be bothered getting the, the ladder out to, to go up. So
0: fair enough mate. <laughs> <laughs> I did this early in the morning, definitely, definitely not. But but that that, that summer was mad, wasn't it, when you think back to it. Because I remember Sandra coming in and you know, him scoring that goal we played out wide in that game. I mean, it was like an out to win run. You know, he took it past the keeper and slotted it really well. You know, we had this kit. We had spent loads of money on, on players. You know, Rom had gone, but you know, don't want to be forgotten. But it's mad how much positivity there was in that summer, and then what happened in, in you know in the weeks afterwards. I know, but then
1: that's I honestly and genuinely believe that we will we will know the extent to how bad that was for another couple of years. I yeah. think that whole setup of, of Walsh and Cooman and the signings that we got, the way that they were signed, everything like that, I just think that there's a lot more to come from that because it was just a disaster. It was just a absolute disaster. Um and I just uh, yeah, you know, it's all all those signings and I, I think we thought Sandro was going to be the answer didn't we really like we yeah. didn't feel bad about about uh rom going because of the positivity that that came in and that's football supposing how fickle that we are because we do just buy into it every year and, and regardless of how many times it's been positive and then failed uh we we buy into it every single time i remember coming in to blue room talking about how how amazing it was going to be and yeah yeah you know I, I, there's a lot to be said about um Putting a lot of hype on a player like Sandro, like uh, Tosin, like other players like that. Um, but there's something about, in particular, about a, a striker that when he fails, everything else falls apart. Mm. And, and we've been crying out for, for that type of striker for so long. And just to get your hopes up and then they're just absolutely awful. It's just...
0: Yeah, it yeah, was just, it was mad back because the season beforehand, it was when the league was still on Sky, you know. And, and watching a lot of it, and he was brilliant. He was like, he led the line from Malaga. He scored loads of free kicks. He was dead quick. He looked like a ruthless finisher. And obviously, he'd come through the, the academy at Barcelona and it hadn't quite worked out for him. But you thought, you know, this is a lad who's effectively starting again. You've gone up for five million. And I remember saying on the show, there's, there's effectively no way this can, can possibly fail. And, and here we are, you know, yeah. three years down the line. He's had four loans. He's probably scored two goals in the space of, of four years. And you know, at you a know, point now, we just feel a bit sorry for the lad.
1: Yeah, I, I do feel like we are a bit of a, a graveyard for for players a lot of the time. Yeah. They do come and then the career just dies, and you just think, I don't know. I, I, in all honesty, though, I just felt like he just. I, that's why I just wonder what the if there's a story behind it because I didn't feel like he ever looked like he wanted to be there. Yeah, I don't think he ever really. Because as Evertonians, we we like people who. Look like they even, if they, even if they're awful, they look like they want to play. They look like they want to prove a point and they're, they're happy to kind of push that. And um, I just never, never got that feeling with, with Sandro. I just never got the feeling that he wanted it enough to, to come on and to try and make a difference. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I just don't know whether, whether there was a story there.
0: But then, as you said, he's, he, he then left and he didn't score I'm he's going, right against to... he? he's going against Atlanta in that 5-1. 5-1 loss in the Europa League so you know it's got a great record <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but just, just just trying to finish on, on a bit of a positive that season I suppose he's going to look at it now and say someone like Dominic Carvalhoon who was effectively flogged up front wasn't he for long spells of that campaign playing on his own and you know, we had to, to battle and graft and you know feed off scraps for you know the entirety of the campaign. You can maybe look at that and maybe Major Hogan to to a lesser degree and say those sorts of experience could have helped in the in the making of those lads you are both you know solid first team players now.
1: Yeah, but that's exactly you know what 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 Dominic Calvert Lewin done is exactly what Sandro didn't do yeah. and wasn't prepared to do. And one thing that you would say about about uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin is that. He has never shied away. And even when he was he was thrown up on his own and he was getting stick left, right and centre because he wasn't doing enough or he wasn't scoring enough or he wasn't strong enough. And he he just did not let that affect his attitude. He pushed on, he he grew, he um learnt, he, he everything that you could ask for. He he's done it. And um, I think that's the difference between a
0: you know, a Sandro and a and a Calvert Lewin really. Excellent stuff, yeah. Uh, fingers crossed, we're seeing back scoring goals again soon. Uh, Jay's yeah. been a pleasure, lovely way to spend the Monday morning. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, like I said, who wants to check out uh, Chasing the Stigma or donate to Jay for, for shaving his barnet uh, the links are in the description below. Uh, but stay safe, mate. Uh, and we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, and thanks for um, thanks for nominating yourself to the shave your head next. All right, <laughs> you're kidding, no, no chance, no chance. oh, oh. oh.